Growing a video business can be hard, and I reckon one of the things that makes the game of business even harder is when you're going it alone. This is why I set up the Strategy Board Mastermind program, and I want to invite you to join us. The Strategy Board is a high-impact, collaborative 12-month paid group program specifically for the owners of established video strategy and production businesses who desire further skills, tools, inspiration, and guidance to achieve their goals. It's delivered in a controlled and facilitated discussion around growth and expansion of each business across the duration of the program. The Strategy Board is designed specifically for video strategists or video business owners who are actually in business and doing it and want to just do it better. The program consists of quarterly virtual board meetings, as well as monthly mastermind sessions. And alongside the other members of your board, you get direct coaching and support from me as together we hit targets and grow your video business into the business that you know it can be. To learn more and apply, go to engagevideomarketing.com board. Fill out the short form there and if suitable, I'll invite you to jump on a call directly with me to see how the strategy board could be the right fit for your business this year. That link again is engagevideomarketing.com board. The more people you surround yourself around that you can kind of bounce those ideas off of and talk about, I think it really, it it saves steps. You know, I think about this all the time. I go, if I had met a lot of the people that I've met now, if I would have met them when I started my business, I probably could have cut my journey down by three years because I would have had people that I could have bounced things off of that um, would have allowed me to not have to test things or try things because I could talk to somebody else who already has. It can give me that insight. Building a business can be tough. For many of us, particularly us creative entrepreneurs, we started our business as a way to do what we loved and hopefully figure out a way to get paid for it. But before long, it became clear that in order to build a sustainable business and not to go crazy, we needed to get the right team in place around us. Now that team can mean staff, employees and contractors, sure, but I also believe that a critical ingredient to your business growth team is the board of advisors that you surround yourself with who are outside of your business. And in today's episode, I've invited one of the members of my strategy board mastermind and coaching program to share his video business growth story. And in particular, how being a part of a board has helped him grow. You're going to love the journey he's on. And I've no doubt that you'll hear some of your own story reflected back to you in this. So let's get on with the show. The world of video marketing for business is changing and I don't want you to get left behind. G'day, I'm your host, Ben Amos, and welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you the best in the world of video marketing, content creation, business growth strategy, and storytelling, along with practical tips, insight, and knowledge that you need to grow as a confident video strategist and build profitable businesses. Let's get on with the show. G'day, my friends, and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. This is episode 263, and this is a special episode as we wrap up the 2022 season of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, as I'm proud to introduce you to Bill Barona, who I've been working with throughout the year as a member of my strategy board program. As you'll hear in today's episode, as Bill shares the journey of his business over the last few years, 2022 has been a game-changing year for his video business, as he's seriously stepped up the game as a business owner. You see, 
There are times in business, I believe, when as owners, we need to make the decision to play a bigger game. And this is exactly what Bill has been doing with the support of his board. Before we get into the interview though, I need to let you know that what we talk about in today's episode, if it seems like it could be the thing that you and your business needs in 2023, then I'd like to invite you to learn more and apply to join the strategy board right now. I'm in the process over the next couple of weeks to bring together a strategy board small group mastermind to kick off in January 2023. And if you want to be a part of that, then learn more about the program and apply at engagevideomarketing.com slash board. I'd love to chat with you more one-on-one about this real soon. All right, let's jump into the Flex Media story with Bill Barona. G'day, Bill. Welcome back to the podcast. Excited to be back, Ben. I'm really excited to talk about some of the growth that I've seen since I've talked with you last. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we were talking before we hit record here that you were last on the show. It was back in actually episode 209 and this one's 263 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. So it was almost 18 months ago that that we last spoke. But the reason why I wanted to bring you back on, on the show is that I feel that you represent a lot of the listeners of this show who are, you know, in the trenches operating a video business and, and doing their best to grow that in various ways. And, and I know we've been working together closely over the last um, 12 months specifically. And I just wanted to bring you on so that you can share a bit of your story. So before we get into that, can you um, maybe just give us a little bit of a backstory about, you know, who you are and, and the business that you run there at, at Flex Media? Yeah. So, um, yes, my name is Bill Barona and then Flex Media really is a video, we call it a video marketing company. And we're based out of Cleveland, Ohio, and the company really started out of the the need where, sim, kind of similar to your story, Ben, where I, I was working with other companies and realized that a lot of people were spending a lot of money on video production, and then they were just getting a video, and from that point, just had no idea what to do with it. So they really weren't getting a return on their investment. So I kind of thought there had to be a better way to do this. Not really sure how there was, but I just knew that you know if you make an investment, you should get a return. So started looking online and, and learning more about um, video strategy, found your podcast, and then had been able to kind of grow into being more of a strategy-based company and really helping clients, um, specifically in renewable energy, manufacturing, and public safety, have a better idea how to create content that will actually achieve a goal. Yeah, I love it. So what got you into, let's, let's rewind it right back, what got you into mm-hmm. video production in the first place? So I actually started when I was in high school. I went to uh, um, the high school that I was in, had a video club, and I was actually very interested in film and in um, prop building and set building. I come from a family of people in the trades, so it kind of seemed like something that was um, I'd be good at, that I could kind of use my, my family's trade skills and the people that I, I know growing up to kind of get into it. And, um, you know, in that, there was really not a need, so I kind of got involved, like in that group, I got involved in... Um, a sports news kind of program. So I started doing more broadcast-based stuff, went to a technical school for my second half of my high school. Um, From there, kind of got into live broadcast and uh, harness racing and um, high school sports, and then started working for some production companies. And um, still about the time, it was prior to like everything kind of going to DSLRs and mirrorless cameras. And um, I was still very entrenched in the broadcast world. And then I got out of video production for a little bit um, and I was working in public safety. So that's kind of how I 
have that background and got back into video production in 2016 and then um, started working for another company and then kind of started my company from there. Yeah, cool. Very cool. So tell me, uh, in those early days of starting your company, I mean, you know, you, you decide on a business name, you kind of print some business cards, maybe create a website, all that kind of exciting stuff that everyone wants to do when they start a business. But, you know, what were the, what were the initial struggles or challenges that you had owning and, and starting your own thing back then? I think it was, um, I think the initial thing was just kind of, you know, where do I go next? I feel like there's a lack of understanding, like, you know, to that point, like you come up with the name, you have the business cards, you're sitting at your computer. I remember I was sitting in my, my family room and I was kind of like, okay, I'm a business. I have my paperwork. I have all this stuff. So now what? And then, um, it was really just kind of the direction. I didn't know what I wanted to, to work on. I knew I wanted to help business owners, didn't know where to find business. Um, so at that point, I just kind of jumped on LinkedIn and Facebook and started looking up businesses in my area and, you know, who, who was close by, who could I help, um, reached out to, uh, family members that I, I, I'm fortunate that I have, um, entrepreneurs in my family. So I could reach out to them and say, what, you know, what should I do next? So a lot of it was just lack of what direction do you go in? It's exciting, but you really need to find a way to kind of focus in and, and find a plan to move forward. Do you know where your first dollar came from in the business? Can you remember that first project? I, I do. Um, so I there's a guy that um, owns a company that produces um, their apps for the HVAC industry. And um, prior to getting into public safety, when I was just out of high school, this guy was a uh, teacher at my technical school. And I had did a project for him back then in high school. Like, and it was similar. It wasn't um, app-related, but they wanted to start doing... Uh, demo videos of products back in the very early days of YouTube. This was probably like 2008 or 2009. And so I started producing some content for him at that time. And when I was going through my my LinkedIn and my Facebook journey, I saw him and I connected with him and I was like, I kind of reached out and I said, Hey, I don't know if you have a need for anything, but I'm back in video production. I'm starting my own business and I'm looking to find some clients. So he reached out to me and we started producing videos um, for this app that he produced that kind of works with like in conjunction with the the tools that um they buy in the industry okay awesome yeah tapping into your network i think that's a really good tip for people who are just getting started to see what connections you already have who can potentially buy from you and let's mm -hmm. um fast forward a, a couple of years then so you've you've got things started you're you're making some money you're doing some projects with clients and things are going great right um but mm -hmm. what challenges come up then so with you like what was happening at, at that point a, a couple of years into your business i think the biggest challenge for for me at this point was you know i i always look at it like um a lot of people like to be solopreneurs and, and i think there's nothing wrong with that but for me i know that i'm limited by my capabilities and this is what i was kind of noticing about year two was i was creating videos, but I didn't fully, to tap into the strategy end of things, I needed to be able to produce scripts that were really um, going to work for my clients. And I wasn't a writer by trade, I didn't have that background. So I ended up meeting by chance uh, this one woman and uh, she was working um, in a young professional group that I was in and uh, her name was Kathy. And Kathy and I started working together on some projects and I brought her in more as somebody that could interview and then help me put together an outline because her background was writing and it was copywriting and things like that. So 
we started working together. And then um, at that point, I, I saw that with her help, we were able to create content that told a better story that was more engaging. And, you know, being two years into the business, I didn't really have a lot to offer her. So I offered up a part of the business and I made her a partner with me in the business. And that really helped us get some direction. And I really, I really live by that belief that, you know, for as creative as one person can be, when you start to put a bunch of creative people in the room that are focused, you really start to see better results in a higher quality product. Yeah. I love that. I think it's about who you surround yourself with, as you say, and whether that be, you know, that making that step to, to hire someone to be on your team or whether that be finding a partner to partner with in your business or even finding, you know, a, a peer group to kind of bounce ideas off, you know, can be that, that critical shift that you need in that early stage of your business to take you outside of yourself. So you know, I think that's, that's super cool that you, that you found that partner at that time and, um, you know, we're able to, move to the next stage of business. And, you know, as you kind of developed further, um, particularly around kind of, you know, growing the business and working out the direction of, of what next, you know, you, you asked that question when you got started, what do I do now? And, you know, now a couple of years in, I guess the next thing is, is what do you do now? Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, what was that quest? What was the answer to that question for you at that point? I think at that point, like once, uh, once Kathy kind of came on, I realized that I needed to I needed to get out of my house. I was um, I was working from home, which was fine. But I I'm somebody that I, you know, if I'm at home, there's things that need to be done at home. So it's kind of distracting for me. You know, I can quickly clean something or work on a project that's a house project. So I was like, I need to get out of this, this space and just find some place where I can go, whether it be a co-working space, whether it be some type of um, office space that just allows me to kind of focus and figure out where I need to, you know, keep going from there. So I ended up kind of um, doing like a trade with a, a company that was a real estate investment company. I got some office space from them, uh, from them for free. And then in exchange, I would create a video for them once a month. And um, that was kind of a great thing because that allowed me to use their conference room. So Kathy and I could meet with clients. And then we also had a chance to like have a meeting with our, you know, her and I together so we could discuss some um, future goals of the the company. And then we realized, you know, that was at the point that I think we kind of started to find that we needed to focus on a vertical. And we were like, you know, we've, we both have skill sets outside of uh, content creation. What are those skill sets and how can we take advantage of them? And my background was public safety. Um, and I had been a police officer for about uh, six years, I think at that point. And um, her background was renewable energy because she was a editor of a trade publication that focused on renewable energy. So really at that point, we, real, we realized that if we could focus on our specific skill sets, not only are we subject matter experts and we can work with those clients, but it's going to allow us to be able to charge more for our projects and what we're creating because we have that knowledge. Yeah. Awesome. I think the, that next step of, of moving out of the home and, and into your own space, your own office or some sort of a shared office environment is often, you know, the good halfway step there for, for many businesses at this point. The, the biggest fear can be the increase in overheads, right? Because you're, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if I'm working out of home or from that you know, solopreneur or freelance kind of mentality, then, um, you know, I, if I'm not getting paid, then I'm not really needing to spend any money in, in outgoings. Right. Um, yeah. so 
you know, you, I guess you landed in a good situation there where you're able to kind of do that, um, you know, as a contra arrangement with someone. But, you know, I guess uh, as, as business grows, overheads grow, right? So how, how did mm-hmm. you approach that idea of increasing costs, you know, and the pressure potentially that that put on to increase revenue? Um, I guess for me, I, I feel like I I always do my best work when I, I really have to force myself to be in a situation where, you know, you it's really you have to do this or it's just not going to work. And I find that um, that motivates me because it's it's moving out of that comfort zone. And, um, you know, and you learn lessons from from that that point. So, um, you know, one thing that had happened when I was sharing that office space was um, I, I learned how to. I guess work with cash flow a lot better. I had a month where my cash flow got really low and I was feeling a lot of cash flow pain. And um, that kind of allowed me to understand that, like, okay, well, we're not, you know, in order to be able to have the space that we're in and the equipment and everything, we need to find a way to keep the cash flow going. And that's when we started doing percentages down for our projects. So we were taking 50% down that allowed us to make sure we constantly had cash flow coming in. So we would take money in, start the project, and then we would get the second 50% when we finished, but then we were also starting another project. So effectively, we constantly have cash flow coming into the business and there's not a point when there's nothing um, versus originally I was starting with the client with no down payment and they would pay me when I got finished. Well, problem is sometimes clients, they they know that and or they're busy and they push it and they keep pushing it and you want to get paid for the work that you've done and you've already maybe paid people. And so this is kind of what I was learning at that point, this is how I was managing those overheads. I have to think of how I'm getting paid and change that up. Yeah. Yeah. Great tip for the, for those listening who, who aren't operating in that way. I think that's uh, that's very smart and an important way to think about things. Um, I, I just want to ask you actually, it, it, where did your uh, knowledge of business come from? Like you mentioned coming from a family of entrepreneurs, but I guess you're a creative at heart first, right? So, you know, when you were in these early stages of the business, how did you know how to run a business? Um, so I actually had um, my my father who he's been a business owner as long as I've been alive. And then my, my grandparents and um, my uncle. And then I also had a mentor that um, had his own video production company that I was working with um, prior to going into public safety. And even when I started my business, I was working with him a little bit on the side to help supplement the money I was trying to make to get my business off the ground. And so it was kind of nice because I had people that weren't in the creative space that could um, help explain business to me and teach me things or I could bounce ideas off of. But then I also had somebody that was in the creative space that had you know started their own business and had grown their business and had become very successful um, with what they were doing and I could bounce ideas off them. So it it was helpful to have that. But then also I really I'm big on learning and knowledge and you know just that's kind of how I came across your podcast. Ben was you know looking for things that could help me grow my business and um, outside of just your podcast, I found business podcasts and books and things like that and different videos on YouTube that I was able to also kind of get ideas from as well. Yeah. I love that idea there that you mentioned of, of finding a mentor, you know, whether that mentor be, you know, someone that's in a formal mentor kind of coaching relationship or whether that be someone who is able to support you through because of the relationship that you have with them, such as family and friends um, or business contacts, such as the, you know, that mentor 
business owner, um, video business owner. So I think that's, mm-hmm. that's a real critical takeaway for people who potentially feel like they're, they're stuck or, or they're unsure what to do next is, is seek, seek some kind of mentorship, right? So, and it doesn't need to be like a formal situation. You can probably find people who are willing to help you in your network somewhere. Um, I personally surround myself with constantly, even today with a lot of what I call my virtual mentors, which are people who I've never met and many of them I've never paid a single cent to. Um, and, you know, I just consume their content, right? So mm-hmm. you mentioned podcasts, you mentioned YouTube, and still there are many people who, you know, I consider virtual mentors. So it's the same sort of thing. So I love that really, really good tip. Well, and one thing too that I, I found really interesting is like as I've been going through my my journey, I just met somebody this past year that owns a marketing agency locally to me and um, actually interviewed him for a project. And uh, he wanted to connect with me, just gave me his card and I reached out and we had coffee and um, I plan on reaching back out to him again because we got together and he just wanted, he was really happy that I reached out. He said that he gives his card to a lot of people and nobody ever reaches out to him, let alone sets a date to get together and talk. And um, it was a great, you know, he gave me an hour of his time, which he's a really busy person and just let me kind of throw ideas out to him. And uh, there are a lot of things that I found out that, you know, I might have already known the answer to because as I was talking to him, he goes, well, it sounds like you already know what to do there. But then he was able to suggest things and he got to learn a little bit. So I feel like there's a lot of people willing to to really take that time, no matter what stage you're in. And that might just be, you know, just at, like you were saying, just asking somebody, they may just be excited to have someone they can pass their knowledge on to. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's so underutilized. I think for so many people, whether it be stubbornness or pigheadedness or um, just this idea that, you know, I can do this um, myself. I think so many business owners uh, or entrepreneurs, they, they're very much, um, they come from a place of, you know, starting things and doing things and, and taking action. And I think what that results in is, uh, you know, f- whether you call it kind of this idea of superhero syndrome or something where you kind of feel like uh, you, you either can do it all yourself or you can figure it out or that sort of thing. But what that results in is this reluctance, I think, to ask for help. And and often people are very willing to, to lend a hand or to give some advice or to share some knowledge. And I love that the story that you shared there of just that person saying, like, you know, it's very rare that people even – follow through with, you know, the, these connections. And, um, and I think that's a, a reminder to all of us to, to don't be afraid to ask for help and, and it, it can, it can make a real difference. Yeah. And I think, I, I think one thing that I didn't understand, like when I first got started that I really start to realize now, and I think, um, being in the strategy board with you and the other members has like really allowed me to understand this is, the more people you surround yourself around that you can kind of bounce those ideas off of and talk about, I think it really, it, it saves steps. You know, I think about this all the time. I go, if I had met a lot of the people that I've met now, if I would have met them when I started my business, I probably could have cut my journey down by three years because I would have had people that I could have bounced things off of that um, would have allowed me to not have to test things or try things because I could talk to somebody else who already has, it can give me that insight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what we're talking about here is the idea of of a mastermind, right? So you you, you mentioned the strategy board here, which is mm-hmm. is the mastermind uh, program that I put together. That you're you're a part of um, one of those groups. Um, but, but let's just talk 
generally about this idea of of a more formal kind of a situation where you are part of a mastermind. So what were your what was your knowledge or thoughts around that kind of a setup before you got into such a such a program? You know, I I'd never like, I've heard of masterminds and I you know and I guess for me like when I think of um, masterminds I think of like the really big like uh, Grant Cardone or um, you know think you know people like that um, and uh, you know people spend a lot of money to be in them and I go I don't know like you know if that's something that I would want to get into and I didn't have a lot of knowledge about it outside of that I just knew that you know some people will charge a lot and some people charge a fair amount um, and it wasn't. Uh, Really, it wasn't just something that I thought that I would be for me until I actually saw it. So it, it definitely was like, I, I feel like a lot of people see these things and they don't, they hear about these results and they don't think that the results that they hear are achievable, but they really are achievable. It's it's really interesting um, to kind of see how all of that worked. So for you, what do you think that that was? Like you said, uh, you know, you, it wasn't for me and, you know, and then I, saw it and realized it was so as you've you've been in a, a mastermind for now 12 months you know what's that experience been like what what's opened up for you it's just for me it's it's a whole different way of thinking about the way i do business and um i think that's the thing that i think when you if you've never been in a mastermind especially people that are listening to this and you're, you've maybe probably in a similar situation as me where you're like you know, this just seems like I'm going to pay this money and, you know, I'm going to talk with people and how is this going to help me? I think um, what we're not, I think we're kind of sitting in a place of disbelief because prior to being in the group, it was just me. So I was limited by my knowledge. But once you get in the group and you start talking to people that have had similar experiences, but they, they are different or there are different levels in their business, it starts to open up one um, ideas because you learn from everybody. So that was what I really got, uh, grasped out of that, like people that, you know, are further along than me that have um, been places that I haven't been yet. They've really been able to like open my eyes or, you know, people that are at the same level as me, they're thinking about things differently. So there's, there's a lot that's kind of opening up my eyes there. But then also I think part of it is the um, really the accountability. I think that's a big thing. So you're learning, but you're also accountable. You're accountable to yourself still. I mean, it's not like anybody's really coming up from the, the board and checking to make sure that you're doing all hitting all the goals that you're saying you're going to hit or making sure that, um, you know, you're actually staying committed. But really what it is, is you don't want to go back to that group and not have made some progress because you said you were going to do it and you are going back there and you want to be able to contribute and also share what you've learned throughout that process. So I feel like for me, um, I, I just think, you know, having a little bit of disbelief I, I got into it originally because just knowing, having been through the blueprint course and the quality of the things that you've taught, Ben, I knew that it was going to be a worthwhile investment because, um, you know, you wouldn't be putting it on if it wasn't. And then I was like, let me get in here and see and give it a year and see what it does. And I I can say that um, I've doubled my business, uh, the amount of business that I've done. My revenues um, actually I think it's tripled um, this year, but my the amount of business we did doubled. So the revenue tripled. And I really think I, I know that it's due to this group because um, I started, I stopped running my business and being in just working in it all the time. And I started working on it. And what's great is even if you're a business owner where you're thinking, you know, I'm, I have to keep working, you know, I have to keep shooting, I have to keep editing, I have to be at this point in my business. What's great about a mastermind is it 
makes you for that time that you have to meet, get out of that role and then put on that business owner and, you know, hat where you have to run the business and start thinking about it and making decisions. And I think that's where the value really came. That's why I was able to do that because I had problems that um, I just wasn't facing because I didn't have time. And now I did. Love hearing that story. That's, um, that's a, you know, really great to see obviously the results, but also that, that shift, that change in you as a business owner. And, um, you know, hopefully our listeners can understand that, uh, that Dan and see that journey that you've gone on in 12 months. Um, I think one of the things you touched on there, which I'd like to explore further is mm-hmm. in this mastermind, any sort of mastermind environment, it, it's about giving as much as receiving. Right. So, um, you know, and, and I know, um, you know, personally, the, the value that you add to others in the group as well. So can you talk about that? Like, how do you think you're being part of a group like that, where you're able to also contribute to the growth of other people's businesses? How does that help you as a business owner yourself? I think it, it helps me because, um, well, two things I've noticed is one, it makes me more confident as a business owner because I feel like, wow, like I, I, I'm understanding this, like I'm, I have things to share and I'm understanding things and, um, I'm able to do that. So like, that's one thing It made me more confident. I think the other thing is, is it really, you know, even when you're contributing to other people, you're learning, you know, and, um, I mean, there's so many times that like, you know, maybe somebody's having an issue with, with, um, marketing and you, know, you start talking about marketing and like, how, how can I better market what I'm doing? And then you start to like, think about those principles and you're kind of like, well, wait, am I marketing correctly right now? Do I need to like go back and take another look at my marketing? And I, and I think even if you feel like you have everything squared away, um, marketing sales, you know, whatever that may be, um, you still need to find time, like you still can refine it. And this is really going to get you to do that. So I feel like um, contributing really gives you the confidence, but then it also allows you to um, think differently about how you're doing things in your business. Yeah, thanks for that. I think one of the big fears for people sometimes at all stages of business is this idea of imposter syndrome of, you know, you know, I've only been in business for this long, or I don't actually have my own stuff figured out yet, or, you know, what value can I lend to that person's business and, and so on? Um, did you have any of these things go through your mind? And, and how do you feel about that? Yeah, I actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I, I think when you and I met prior to me joining the strategy board, I think that was something that I had talked to you about. Um, or maybe it was even in the blueprint course, like it's getting over that imposter syndrome because, and I felt that way with the video strategy stuff. I felt that way with being a business owner, with being a videographer. I knew, I knew how to do things, but then I often felt like, who am I to, you know, be this person or who am I as a business owner? You know, I, I look at larger companies in my area that I was like, well, they're, you know, they're established. People know them. They're, they're the experts. And, um, I feel like just by being in, the board and being able to contribute and getting that confidence. It's funny that we're kind of having this conversation because I, I realized that like that's kind of gone away. Like I don't feel that way. Actually, some of the companies that, you know, are kind of the experts in the area because of dedication that we've put in and the project work that we've been doing and our rates, we're actually getting pretty close to, I mean, they're, I want to say they're not really competitors because we're in different fields, but we're just at the quality and starting to catch up to those companies in in a year. And I, and some of the ones that are a little hard, uh, I guess, higher up than them or further than them. I plan on pay, like being in the same boat as them next year. And I, I feel like it's that confidence that I get of running the business day to day and realizing like, you know, I do know this stuff because I'm seeing the success. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think many people listening probably struggle with various levels of imposter syndrome at different times in their business. But my, my often the way that I, you know, help people through that and, and really, to be honest, coach myself through that as well is just by recognizing that, you know, it, even if there's a little bit of value that I can share. So there's, there's something that I can do if I go into this situation, looking to add value to this person that I'm, that I'm dealing with or this group that I'm, that I'm meeting with, or this business that I'm kind of consulting with in all sorts of situations. I think the best way to overcome imposter syndrome is just to, and it's kind of my motto that some people have heard me talk about before of just lead with value, just put value first. And then it's not about you. It's actually about, about them. So, you know, I love, I love that you've done that as well. Yeah, that's, and it's interesting. Cause I feel like that's indirectly, like just by the way you've, you've coached us, like that's kind of what we do every meeting, like every meeting we're leading with value with everybody in the board. Yeah. I love it. So yeah. what would you say to someone who is out there in their, either early on in their business or, you know, they've, they've been tracking along for a while, but they're at that point where they're like, um, you know, what next, where do I go here? And, um, you know, obviously we've talked a little bit about a board or a strategy board or a mastermind. So that's an option for people, but, but otherwise, what would you say to people more generally, you know, to kind of move them forward? I would say uh, really take a good look at, at your, your business and what you're doing. I, you know, if you're, if you're happy, if you're the solopreneur, you're the, you're the person that's, you know, the shooter, the editor, and you, and you're just doing that and you're, you're getting by and you're enjoying it, then there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. But if you're really looking to, I want to take another step, I want to make a little more money. I want to be able to grow and be able to do more for my clients. Then I really think what your focus needs to to be on, whether that be like you're saying a, a board, a strategy board, or whether it be looking into some, some books um, or some podcasts, like really start trying to think about how can I start making moves to work on my business? Um, I think, you know, I've always heard the analogy that, um, you know, if a business is like a boat, you know, you need somebody that's steering the ship. If you're down in the bottom and you're running everything, you're running the engines or you're, you know, trying to clean the deck and things like that, you're, the boat's really going nowhere. It's just moving. And eventually, you know, you're going to hit land. So you need to have the ability to be up there and kind of steer the ship in the direction you want it to go. So even if it's just a small move, even if it's like reading a book and then saying, okay, well, you know what, maybe I need to set a goal this, this month, or maybe I need to, you know, try and pick a, an industry that I should try and focus on. And I think that's a move in, in that direction. And, um, really just trying to find ways to be more of a business owner and, and less of an operator. I love that. I love that boat analogy too. That's a, re- that's a really good one. Um, just in, in closing here, Bill, I'd love to know what's next for you and Flex Media. Where, well, paint us a paint us a picture of the bright vision of the future for for your company. Where where are you headed? So I um, I guess what we've been really looking at is this this upcoming year we're going to hire our first full time employee. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and uh, really, my goal for the end of the year is to get another part time employee to assist our full time employee because I would like to be able to double our revenue that we generated this year for next year and um, start to focus more on our verticals and then also focusing on um, more of our marketing and sales. And so we've been able to bring some people on or somebody on to do project management uh, that we've already had with us. So they'll be doing more of that, which will allow me to focus on the marketing and sales and really grow the business and 
our goal um, really is just to help more people in our industry as many as we can and uh, create more value for them. I love it, Bill. I love the trajectory, trajectory, if I can even say the word, that you're on <laughs> in your business. And uh, I appreciate you for sharing some insight for our listeners here today because, you know, I think, you know, that, that point that you left us with of, of, you know, who's steering the ship is is something that, you know, I really want people to take away from from this this episode and, and from Bill's story. So thanks for sharing, Bill, and uh, we'll get you back on in another 12 to 18 months, hey, and see where you're at. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Bill for sharing his story. I hope you found some inspiration in that for your own business to set yourself up for an incredible 2023. Now, as you heard Bill share during our chat, a key ingredient to the success he's had this year is the support, guidance and accountability that he's got in his corner through his strategy board. And if you're looking for more support, guidance and accountability to help your video business grow into the business that you know it can be in 2023, then once again, I'd like to invite you to apply right now to be a part of Strategy Board in 2023. Strategy Board is my high impact, collaborative 12 month paid group program, specifically for the owners of established video strategy and production businesses who desire further skills, tools, inspiration, and guidance to achieve their goals. It's delivered in a controlled and facilitated discussion around growth and expansion of each business across the duration of the program. Full details and how to apply can be found at engagevideomarketing.com board. And I'm scheduling the one-to-one application calls over the next week before the end of the year. So if you wanna jump on a call with me directly to discuss if the strategy board is the right fit for you and your business, then now is the time to act. Go to engagevideomarketing.com board. All right, that's it from me and that's it for the podcast for 2022. Over the next few weeks, I'll be reliving with you some of the best episodes of the year in our best of series. And I'll be back with you with new episodes from January 17th, 2023. Have an incredible end to your year and enjoy the holiday season. Thanks again for listening and being a part of the Engage Video Marketing community throughout this year. I appreciate you and I can't wait for an incredible 2023. I'll see you then.